Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, but this time in the actual same room, is Trevor Scott. Why, hello, Ben. I'm make looking you- <laughs> right at you and making you feel awkward. <laughs> you laugh by just staring directly in my eyes. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, as you may have noticed from our late episode last week, uh, I was hit by the power outages in Melbourne a bit more heavily than Trevor was. Just a little bit. I had power the entire time. (laughs) There you go. go. Uh, Whereas I was out for almost an entire week. Uh, So, and I still don't have internet back, which is why I'm at Trevor's house. Thankfully, the lockdown has semi-lifted enough for me to visit (laughs) legitimately. And uh, we're recording an in-person episode, which we don't get to do very often. We really don't, and there's a reason for that, because we keep on making each other laugh and we can't look each other in the eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, look over each other's shoulders as we talk, because it's too weird. (laughs) But anyway, uh, we're going to play some click pitch. So, Trevor, I'm going to leave it to you to tell our listening audience what click pitch is. So, click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator supplied by Discord, and myself, because I programmed the thing and we're going to grab an adjective and a noun we're going to take those words we're going to throw them at each other physically this time but ben just caught one and ate it um and so what we're going to do is we're going to riff on some game ideas and then when that doesn't work then we try again throw it away try it again yeah let's and do continue. it continue three to one click archaic diagnostic gentle cube Oh, okay, Gentle Cube. So, I think this is an adventure starring Blender's favorite, uh, famous <laughs> default cube. The default cube. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very in-joke for Blender people <laughs> to have a whole game based around it. So, Archaic Diagnostic made me think of some sort of, like, ancient robot. Okay. That, like, awakens or something. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so it's the... Maybe the default cube has has found this like ancient blocky robot. It's found, yeah. It's like here's what you could become beyond your just cubeness if you add more more cubes that get added together. Oh, maybe maybe this is like a uh, the ro. It's like a robot made of cubes, mm-hmm. and the default cube it turns out is just like the missing piece. Of this robot, yeah, kind of like the brains, like it's it's it, the final, or it's just like yeah, processing it's, it's unit. sort of a, yeah, exactly like this. It's it's essentially one of those you know robots that is made of many cubes, but like yeah, separate processing units. But it, th- this is the last one it needs to essentially like fire up and and be that's cool, powerful enough. So do you play as the default cube, or is the default cube a an object that someone is taking and and finding because I feel like if you if you are the default cube and then you join into this robot thing you're kind of losing maybe it's um, maybe it's kind of similar to um, every time that someone deletes a default cube it sort of becomes part of this robot And it's basically, it's been growing up and, and finally some, some young person, you know, deletes the final cube and it builds the robot and the robot literally okay, goes on the right. rampage. Okay. Yep. No, um, no, no. I like that. And so, you play it. You play another cube. 
No, I think I think no. If you if you're saying that, I think gentle, according to my words. (laughs) Well, that can come into it because. All right, I think what happens is you start the game. There's literally you start the game. It's like a third person, and you that you've just got a cube that can kind of. Maybe it maybe it gets a little bit anthropomorphic. It's got like little stubby arms and legs and eyes or something, and you can move around, look around, and you're just in this like grey gridded landscape. Mm-hmm. And then you look up and you see like the mouse cursor come and point at you. And from your perspective, you see that like delete, like X delete or whatever. All and but backwards, so you see, you see it backwards because you you're seeing yep. from the inside. Oh, I love that. And then, like, a hole opens up beneath you and you just go... And you fall down this hole. And the rest of the game is you, like... Now it's in, like, a Wreck-It Ralph style. You're inside the computer. Mm -hmm. And everyone who sees you seems to, like, know where you should be going. It's like, oh, yeah, the cubes, you go that way. Default cubes always go this way. Default cubes go this way. Like, there's directions, there's signs. And then you have this whole adventure. You meet the other denizens of the computer... Ooh, you you meet you meet like a grizzled like Blender one point zero default cube. Oh, and it's, right. He's, he's one who didn't follow the directions either. Yeah, and he he's trying he's trying to tell you not to go down. Maybe he's disguised. Maybe like maybe it's more that default, he's got a beard. Default cubes <laughs> must go this way, right? Like everyone's like, no, you have to go this way. Like the, you're not allowed to stick around here or whatever. And then you come across. This cube who's disguised as, I don't know, he's added stuff to make him look like the blender, he's got a beard. The blender you monkey, can't tell the who, monkey. You can't tell that he's just a just a cube. He's got, he's got like a, a he's got like a um, one of those sort of stick on beards. And is that enough? <laughs> is it? <laughs> um, he gives you a warning. Eventually, you do like make your way to where all the default cubes go, and yes, you see. You see this big pile of default cubes, and you're like, this is it. Like, there's just a pile of us. So there's nothing here. And then it, like, pulls itself up. Kind of, kind of like, um, you know, those stone, uh, those big stone golem things from Zelda, how they sort of bring all the stones yeah, together and yes. build up. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. it kind of brings all the cubes in but together. But it's like thousands this- of them. Yeah, and it becomes like a Shadow of the Colossus style, like huge, yeah. huge. And it's like, join us or die, basically. But as you are a gentle cube and, and you've met all these people along the way and you know, like it tells you like, we're going to destroy this computer from the inside out <laughs> as, as revenge for all of us who have been deleted. Um, and then you have to stop it. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. And I, I love that this is just the beginning of the adventure. This is just like chapter one. Is it? What happens next? They, Do you they, defeat they, it? They, yeah, you, defe- you right. defeat, you defeat it. it. Or, or, you, or you take over and you, you oh, know, now, now you're uh, a robot, but you've got a you've got a different group that you want to go against. And it's all the cubes that got subdivision, like subdivided. subdivided. So they became like spheres, and now you, you sort of. Taking on the the false the false spheres. <laughs> so now it's like the modified cubes versus the the Default. unmodified cubes. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the sequel, maybe. <laughs> Just begin. This sets DLC. up the war. War of the cubes. War of the cubes and the not cubes. All right, let's click again. Cool. Overlong. 
route. Ripping support. I'm thinking an overlong route. It's like the is, scenic route? Is that like... Yeah, it's like, the, it's like the scenic route, but you really don't want to go that way, but the detour said that you had to go that way. Ooh, is this... So that made me remember one of my favourite movies. Okay. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm-hmm. Of just take having to take the long way home. Like that that idea of you just want to get home, but obstacles keep getting in your way. You have to like take different detours, take different routes. I mean, I think we have come up with in the past a planes, trains, and automobiles game. In that yes. you turn you turn up and you know you got you're trying to get home, but you know. The, all the all the air flight uh, flights are cancelled, so you got to take. Yeah, I don't know that we we don't need to follow the movie no. exactly. It was more just that idea of almost like a road trip game. Yeah, where but every step of the way you're kind of being diverted, and I don't know if it ends with a whole like the journey was the real destination sort of message. Um, even though the whole time your even character you is just... Even though you behind you and you see all this blood-soaked highway and it's like, ooh. Wait, what are you doing along the way? Is this You're a, killing people. Just killing people. It's like Carmageddon. Right, right. Carmageddon, planes, trains and automobiles. And- planes, trains and violent <laughs> automobiles. <laughs> planes, trains and automobiles. you gotta, you got to get at least one kill with each. With each. You get an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> Planes are pretty easy to to um, to murder people with, but trains you got to you got to be really creative because they're only on they're you only have to on rails. Tie, tie someone to the tracks <laughs> like an old fashioned villain. Um, yeah, so I'm liking this idea um, of it's it's a road trip game. Yeah, by which we mean. Like, just meeting a variety of characters along the way, you know, finding stopping out more diner, about yourself. At, you know. Yeah, coming coming across sort of different wacky-ish locations along the way off the yeah. beaten path. Um, all right, so why where are, you, where are you trying to get to? And then what sort of general, like, tone around the types of people you meet and what is happening to you? Um, I think you're trying to either... You're either trying to get home or you're trying to get to, like, a family reunion or something like that. You, you're going somewhere that you're not... That you don't usually sort of drive to. I think... Let's... I think you may be going to, like, some sort of convention or something. Or, like, some sort of concert or event. Yep. Because then there's a time, like, limit, essentially. Yes. That can be that can be sort of part of the storyline. Then that you've got oh shit! It's like it starts tomorrow. Like I was I was trying to get there three days early, and I've been on the road for however long. Like yeah, I'm never going to make it on time. And people are trying to help you, and people trying to get there, and shit keeps going wrong. So, could it be around some sort of what's your like wacky weird interest that it could be based around? I'm not too sure. Like. <laughs> It's a it's a cosplay convention. Either cosplay or it, we don't even have to say. Like, I was just going based on. I was trying to think of what ripping support could mean, and when I thought ripping, I was thinking like cloth clothes or yep. like okay, some um, sort of. So my sewing. thought is that you know this is starting after you've been told that all flights are cancelled due to like heavy fog or something like that, and it's like there's not going to be a flight out. 
yeah, I think the game opens and you've you're on the road like late at night, it's raining, it's foggy, like stormy and you cha- you've just changed a tire. So it's sort of like you're sopping wet and you're like you want I guess you're wondering how I got in this mess. <laughs> Wrinkled scratch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the idea actually of it the opening scene being sort of that shot from behind like from the back seat of the mm-hmm. car so you can see out the front windscreen nobody's in the car um you can sort of see traffic going past you on the side of the road and then yeah like your character like opens the door and gets in and is like oh fuck like like <laughs> that was ridiculously hard i can't believe like it uh, hair like matted to his face and yeah yeah he looks like brandon lee from the crow <laughs> sure <laughs> Coming in from the wet, um, uh, pale because, skin, because dark he's dressed eyes. up in, in cosplay already. Like, oh, he's cosplaying as Brandon Lee in the yeah. crow. Yeah, yeah. Um, mascara running down his face. Yes, and then it's and then you set off, and there's sort of you've got some exposition sort of scenes. You're listening to the radio. You're like maybe calling someone, or you know, and and then. We'll move on from there. I don't think you set the whole... Okay, before we start, graphical style. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I'm I'm jumping around. Uh, my my head is sort of thinking something around the PS1 slash PS2 era for textures. Okay. And stuff like that. But with, you know, sort of standard models that you'd see today. So, a little bit higher, higher quality so, okay. model, but still not high quality... Um. Interesting, but with but with more modern lighting, I think, yeah. and like post processing sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, all all po- all modern post processing. Yeah, like so you pe- get the nice like reflections on the, the textures road are still and kind of things and like you know blue from the stuff, lights, but you're still but getting yeah yeah that could work. That could be a nice little uh, aesthetic and. Like I'll show, I'll show you the video I saw just before just before this. I watched it today during lunch, I think it was, or something like that, where someone has actually been putting together like a a, a first person shooter where he's using you know sort of kind of up to up to date models, but the actual um, he's dropping it right down to a very pixelated mm. view, and mm. it's just it's got this. Sort of really cool aesthetic, but then when you put those post processing and all that sort of stuff over the top, I feel like it. I feel like that aesthetic. I feel like that aesthetic is what you remember PS One games looking like exactly because your imagination filled in so much stuff. Where at the time that was like, whoa, these graphics are amazing. Mm. Uh, But when you actually look at what they were actually like, it's like. Oh, like flat and co- and like there's no there's shadow. There's no ambient inclusion. There's no yeah. But then when you yeah, I, I do like that aesthetic. Like the this is what we remember it. As, okay, this nostalgia. So, I like the idea that as you're driving along. Yep. So we're back into the game. Yep. You know, he he's sort of just gone. Oh wow, I must have been dreaming for a second as he as he was talking about the way that the the whole thing looks. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> that was in the game. <laughs> that, was, that was in game. Um, now, now they're driving along. And you get taken over. It, you're no longer able to drive just on the highway because right, like, yep, it's yep. closed for roadworks. Yep. And now you've got to take a detour. Yep. And now it's like, ooh, stop stop off for some food. And now you're in bumfuck Idaho, you know. Yeah. You don't know where the fuck you are. Yeah. But 
you meet some colourful characters. You you enjoy your time at the diner. You you sort of get a little bit of knowledge as to which way which way is the best way to go to get back. Yeah, well, that's it. You get directions. You need directions now. You and I like the idea of as you as you're travelling through this county where it doesn't have to be America. It doesn't have to be anywhere. Like we can just it can just be sort of like a random sort of yeah. I like the idea of you kind of start in a start in a location. You start, but you've um, your phone no longer has battery power, or it's set in it's set in a time period where all you had was like like maps. Maps. So yeah, I was thinking that. I was wondering what we do they, with that. They say you know take a left here. You know when you, when you reach this this tree, make sure you turn a right there. Don't turn left. Don't continue straight. Otherwise, you'll go straight into the dam. Or you know, <laughs> maybe it is set. Maybe it is set. I like the idea actually of because it, it can be really easy to just say, oh, it's before phones, like whatever. That's even in the early two thousands. They didn't have no, no, I know, but I mean that's easy to do. I think I like. I think it's funnier though if it's literally so bumfuck wherever that like there's no signal. (laughs) No, you've got signal. Google just doesn't have the roads. (laughs) Um, Or and and as well, or even if Google did have the roads, like the people there. Like, they don't even know the address of what to tell you. All they know is the direction. So, literally, all they can give you is the landmarks and the directions. It's like, can you just tell me the address? Like, my GPS will tell me how to get there. I was like, we don't use we don't use road numbers around here or road names. We just know where we're going. <laughs> There's the road with a big haystack. Yeah. Haystack Road. It's not actually called that on any map, but we just know it's Haystack Road. <laughs> map? What's a map? <laughs> map. So you you, <laughs> you hang a ride over it. Over at Scarecrow Barn. And- you hang it right over at Scarecrow Barn. <laughs> turn left at Horsecock Alley. There's a big there's a horse there. With a big you, rooster. You won't, you won't miss it. It's real, yeah, real good friends with the rooster. <laughs> um, so, pretty much, you know, as you drive... Whenever you get back on the highway, that's where it's sort of like... Here's a little bit of exposition going. Yeah. Talking, and look, I wonder how much... Stuff. A lot of a lot of the gameplay is sort of like conversations that you that you sort of have. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we want to make this a driving game particularly. Like we don't. Uh, like I think we do let them control the car if yeah. we. You know, it's not driving for them necessarily. It, it's it's not a desert bus sort of game where you have to. No, 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 no. That's it. You don't have to pay a lot of attention. I mean, you, and maybe we even just have an option for like auto drive on because it's more about just experiencing. You've got some stuff coming over the radio. Like, yeah, you, someone it, that the diner wants a lift somewhere. So, you know, you've actually got conversation happening. You, you've got to get gas every every now and again because for some yeah. reason this car only has a very small fuel tank. It's it's just one of the things that every now and again you've got to yeah. go get gas. But depending on, like, if this, if this is said in America, depending on the state that you're actually in, depends on whether you're allowed to get out of the car and pump your own gas on it. <laughs> right. Because I found out that that's a thing. <laughs> That you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. You have to let the attendant do it. Right. And then there's oh, other, is that like a union states, thing? It's or like a job security thing? thing supposedly. Right. That they don't want you getting out. If you if you want to get gas, then you've got to... They probably use that as a reason not to switch 
to fucking electric cars because it's like, but it's going to take away all the gas attendants' jobs. Take out jobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. And then I think or maybe eventually you run into some other people who are also trying to get to this convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so then you've got some companions who are sort of along for the the whole, like the rest of the ride and you can build up those relationships a bit more. Yeah. Sort of firmly and. Oh, you, you, I think in each town you, you maybe find, find another cosplay sort enthusiast. of person who, who goes, oh, I've been wanting to get out to that, that convention. Yeah. So you oh, invite actually, them I kind of like the, the idea that you start <laughs> having to upgrade your vehicle to like fit all the people like you get somewhere and you've already picked up like three people along the way who've wanted to come and then someone else wants to come you're like oh well i can't fit you it's like well we could take my minivan like so you park you your drive. car yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so now you got to get back right and the worst thing is Remembering where you parked your car. <laughs> That's the the the, the credit the after credits as the credits roll. There's a there's an extra like section of game where you're driving back, and extra section of game being the entire game in reverse in reverse, <laughs> taking the same amount of time. <laughs> no, I'm gonna drop people off. Actually, I kind of like the idea of it just doing that automatically, like not you driving it, but. In faster motion, like backtracking your exact route, and yeah, like because you could have it either not necessarily procedural, but like different choices means you might pick might have picked up different people along the way, mm-hmm. or just, even just taking dead ends or whatever. You shouldn't have crashed on that bridge. That bridge is now out. <laughs> you burnt the bridge behind you, and uh, now the credits. <laughs> you burnt those bridges. Sequence uh, cannot finish. And you're stuck there forever. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm now imagining you see the credits roll and you're driving along and he stops. And he's just sort of like, he's sitting there going, uh, what do I do now? <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, click. <clears throat> Color ham. Eligible. Married. Okay. Okay. So... We know we know that you know the first anniversary is the paper anniversary. What right. anniversary is the it's ham? The ham anniversary. The yes, ham anniversary. The ham anniversary. Uh, I mean, it's got to be seven. That that sounds right. You know, that's that's about where the seven year itch happens, and it's and it's because you you got some sort of disease from eating all that ham, <laughs> eating all that rancid <laughs> ham. <laughs> You shouldn't. You shouldn't have <laughs> you been having the ham. You should have looked at the colour of you the ham. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't be having that ham from your wedding day, just because you put it in the freezer. Doesn't yeah, mean- no, that, that doesn't work for ham. It might work for cake. Doesn't work even for then, ham. Even then, for cake, no, even for no cake, more than maybe, twelve months. Yeah, maybe seven years is a bit long. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, is, it, is this the kickoff to the? Is this the kickoff to our game where? <laughs> Your husband dies from eating the ham. The rancid ham, yep. From your from your wedding. From your seven wedding. Years and, you, ago. and you warned him. Like th- it doesn't work like cake. Yeah. But he didn't listen. He didn't listen. And Ooh. now you're eligible again. So you you see her sitting on the couch, police are walking by, 
you know, she's just sort of crying into her, into her hands. Police are, you know, there's a detective sort of how, sitting how, down next to her. How seriously do we want to take this? Because one, one part of me was thinking, well, he was a fucking idiot anyway, so maybe it's okay. <laughs> she doesn't, um, she's not too I can't, I kind of like the idea that, you know. Or are we taking this in a serious, like, this is a devastating moment and this is a devastating we jump moment, forward but it's, to it's, when she- it's one of those sort of things where, you know how in some TV shows where nothing ever goes right? Yeah. This is like one of those where, you know, she's now being blamed by the police for murdering her Oh, husband. they think he, she poisoned him. Yeah. And, you know, it's sort of like a comedy of errors in mm. the fact that, you know, it's like a year later and they're still, you know- they're still handing her every now and again because they didn't have the evidence to um to get right. her. But they're they're trying to they're waiting for her to to make make a mistake, and it's sort of okay, okay, okay. That's that's good. I think that there's I think there's one police detective who is hounding her, who couldn't let it go. I. Think it's another woman just to avoid the like real predatory oh, ma- yeah. male situation of what a cop in that situation can do. Not that a woman can't be predatory and awful in that situation too, but just to like even that out a bit. Um, and so that's just an ongoing thing in her life. Like this fucking mm-hmm. cop keeps showing up or like is keeping an eye on her somehow and basically harassing her because she's convinced that she killed her husband. Yeah. Um, but on eligible, is this about her getting back into her dating in- life? <laughs> like, is this her moving on from the death of her stupid husband? Yeah, I kind of like the idea. That this is a year later and she's finally moved on and she's, you know, every now and again she may have like the um, the sort of chat with, um, you know, maybe her dead husband's ashes that, you know, she still loves, it, loves him and all his, this sort of stuff. But His final will was that. His, his, no, his they, ashes they, are turned into they a glaze had a discu- on a they had fresh a discussion. Ham. They had a discussion like a week leading up saying, if I ever die, you'd get remarried, wouldn't you? And she she goes, no. Nah. And no. he goes, no, nah, you got to. Like, wait a year, but you got to get remarried. Yeah. And it's sort of like she remembers that conversation. And it's like, <laughs> as, it, as that conversation happens, it's like, she will remember this. <laughs> Just doing those typical game, game things. It's like, of course she'll remember this. She's the, she's the protagonist in the game. <laughs> um, what sort of game is this? Is this like an adventure game kind of deal? Or a, is it a dating sim? I like the idea of, of it being an adventure adventure game kind of like not as not as gross but the female leisure suit larry (laughs) yeah i think i know what you mean in that you've got a variety of people that you're sort of potentially pursuing but uh but it's it's adventure it's point and click ish yeah yeah i mean we love we love the good old point and click oh yeah adventures yeah 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 there's something about a, a point and click, and and especially you look around the Larry Five 
ish where he's going on three three well yeah three separate dates and then you've got yeah other stuff that's sort of happening like little vignettes that are happening yeah base it around and- essentially base it around the the few people you are sort of dating or, yeah. or potentially dating at that time and and it's whether you take it in the sort of like juice bigelow sort of way of everyone seems to be just a little bit awkward yeah and you realize in the end that you know these people actually ha- have you know some really good qualities to yeah them. they may they may be a little bit different but they actually are good wholesome people and you're not actually yeah i guess i guess you need to like what is the lesson that she is learning through this or is she is she like is it about finding someone new or is it about realizing she doesn't want someone new or is it about but but you know she finds a whole new group of friends or something yeah or- um i kind of like the idea that maybe she's she's realizing that she's she's got everything she needs that you know maybe wants maybe wants a new a new friendship group and doesn't yeah. actually need like a romance you know, a romance sort of thing and, and she's fine on on her own yeah. Well, I like the idea that, you know, her husband, while stupid, was her best friend and, like, they did everything together and sh- and, and as a result, like, they didn't have any other, like, close friendships with other people, like, f- close friend groups. And yep. so, she's sort of been alone for this year with no one to support her. Does she make friends with the cop eventually? <laughs> like, does I, I that turn around? I kind of think that, yeah, that would be a good a good, you know, final sort of thing that she makes amends with the coffin and says, "Look, this is this is the sort of person that my husband was," and shows shows her the um the uh, the video, the wedding video. Because this, this cop just couldn't believe that someone would be so stupid to eat a seven year old ham, and he like he ate the whole thing, and, and so he's he actually he's got in, in the wedding video. He goes, "You know that you know." The, the, the seven, the seven year, anniversary. year anniversary is the ham anniversary. This is the ham that we're going to eat when we've been married for seven years. <laughs> She's, She's like, going, it's not no, going to last. It doesn't last that long. It's like, it's like well, nope. I'll eat it all. The ham anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that's in the wedding video. video. <laughs> She's just like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. No, no one else would have believed it. <laughs> But there's just something about like a, a really a really stupid guy, and it's a typical guy thing to do. Of, oh yeah, thinks he's invincible. Definitely. Um, so, do you think it actually happens around the reason why it's sort of like you skip a year is because you know the lockdowns just happened and lockdowns is just sort of opening up again. So, um, it could be. There's no. That's actually an interesting idea that games are going to have to, whether games will start incorporating the, you know, global Some TV pandemic. shows have incorporated. Yeah. Some haven't. Like Some have ignored it, for sure. Um, and I think it's better if they if they touch on it. Like, we, we re-watched a little while ago, Friends. Yeah. And Friends, set in New York, from... 96 through to nine, uh, 2004 yeah. never talk about 9-11. Right. And it feels weird that you're like something 
something's happened here and you can tell when around the time that it happens. <laughs> yeah. But they just they don't make any mention of it and it just it feels not authentic. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting thought around yeah, I think authenticity is a good word and oh, and just like timelessness of something and that can go both ways. Like, yes, ignoring you're it. dating yourself very much so by putting yourself in there. But then again, your hairstyles are already dating it. So why you why you're fighting? <laughs> yeah, it? like because huge events like that are also of that time. So just like the hairstyles. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it can be locked down. So I I, I like the idea that we that a lot of this is internet dating and it's all about like you know she has she hasn't gone out with someone for for years like eight like, years. Well, like, even, be, even before that, like well, they, yeah. they were they were together for the for, for the five years before they got married. Sure. So it was like, you know, you go you go back twelve years ago. Was there much internet dating back in two thousand eight? I don't think so. Uh, not not to the degree that there is now. Yeah, but I I like the idea that it's it's sort of like she's she's having to deal with. You know, a new way of dating people and yeah. meeting people, but yeah. she can't just go out and meet people because you know there are still limits to how many people can be out. And <laughs> there's a new like, there's a new post lockdown dating app that's coming out. Well, I like the I like the idea that, off. Well, I like the idea that you can actually. Um, you know, stylize your mask and all this sort of stuff. Like it's like you, you swipe left for social distance and you swipe right for... <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about, um, you know, setting it sort of like slightly post-2020. Yeah. And, you know, the world has now changed. Yeah. And it will have changed until about two years down the track and then everyone will be back to... And then everyone will forget, yeah. Everyone will forget stop caring. and it will, it will be bad again. Like, just as bad as it was before. I mean, yeah. I've got to say, this lockdown's been an introvert's dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you, I guess it depends on your definition of bad and good and whether it's improved now or not. But, um, yes, I think things will return to... Somewhat normalcy. Some normalcy, which is not that fantastic. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's three, two, one, click. Bit of an introspective episode today. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting one. All right. Underlying fuse. Wondrous ingredient. Ooh. So fuse could be taken as like fusion. Mm-hmm. In which often you'll have like in, in food, like in restaurants, you'll have like a restaurant that is a something, something fusion. So you could go that just because we've got an ingredient. Mm-hmm. Um, well, wondrous ingredient. That says to me magic. Magic, yes. So is this some sort of magical restaurant? Ooh, this is somewhere that we haven't necessarily gone before. Okay. Future magic. Ooh. So okay. kind of set in, you know, a, a more, sci-fi a sort technologically of, advanced. Technologically advanced. Yeah. Civilization. Civilization. That still has like wizards and and like orcs and goblins and all these yeah. sort of things, but just set in a in a much more technological age where, yep. you know maybe he's trying to maybe he's trying to learn more about well, what <laughs> the magic of the past. Well what's interesting about that 
is like so often in sci-fi, you've essentially got magic. It's just technology. technology. So there could be an interesting comparison there of having them both in that world where people are doing things with magic. It's like, I can levitate this mug. And the other person's like, yeah, I mean, we've all got tractor beams in our phones. What's the <laughs> fucking big deal? It, it's kind of like, have you seen Onward? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's where I was sort of getting it I was from, thinking but, that too. That's obviously more, like that's contemporary. That's contemporary. now. I like the idea that it's, it's future, but it's still got that idea of, you know, magic. Yeah. Is, um, is is still in their past in their past, and there are relatively few magic magic users anymore. Yeah, but you find them all at Renaissance fairs and that sort of stuff. Yeah, and it sort I of think- opens at a Renaissance fair. <laughs> okay, are we tricking? Is this a is this a switcheroo? It's a switcheroo. Okay, we open at a re- Renaissance fair. You like everything's a little little bit off, but you're not sure if it's just the the graphical style and, of and the then, game. And then you see a kid on a hoverboard. So, well, no, I'm I'm thinking <laughs> that a kid sort of like gets up gets up high and he's watching like a joust and all this sort of stuff and fall nearly falls into the arena. Yeah, and all of a sudden the the parent quickly you know tractor beams them and they're just or stuck he just in like bounces and- off the protective force field that's <laughs> invisibly over the joust like around the jousting yeah. Uh, <laughs> And that's when it's like, oh, okay, so this has got technology and yeah, and magic, all in all in the same sort of thing. And you've I got- do, I actually, I really like this idea of <laughs> the technology has superseded magic. Magic's still around. You can do amazing shit by today's standards, but they've come up with technological ways to do it all anyway. Yeah, to that same like effectiveness. So yeah, like force fields and Robots levitation and-, and throwing fireballs and whatever else you can just you can just do it whatever. There's something about like a magician like using a a fancy high tech communications device while throwing a fireball at someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, do we go to the level of, like, matter manipulation? Like, there's, like, fucking little nanites that you can control with your mind and stuff. Like, how far can you go on the technology side? I kind of I kind of like the idea that it's sort of like juice X in that you can sort of choose your, um, your, augmentations. your augmentations and that sort of stuff. But then you get almost Bioshock-like... You, you, it feels like there's, there's some Bioshock yeah. sort of... Um, powers and stuff, but it's actually just spells that you're finding. Right. That, you know, so <laughs> you go to a vending machine and you can get a, a scroll out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like pirating spell books. <laughs> just oh, get, on, that idea. get on BitTorrent and 3D print yourself a, <laughs> a wand. <laughs> Um, oh god, that, that's 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 freaking hilarious! And you you actually you you go online and it's like every now and again, you know, your your three D printed wand sort of um, doesn't quite work. Yeah, and and you're kind of like, oh, I wonder what's going on with this. You know, and it seems a pretty good wand. You're waving it around and it's like doing stuff, but it's like every you know every twentieth or yeah. something spell, like it just goes a little backfires bit wrong. a little. 
until finally, like it, it has a major malfunction, and then you need a new, a new wand sort of thing. But I'm just wondering whether you can have like a te- technological wand as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, I like think the end all- of the game is is literally you combine technology and magic to be the most. Yeah, I'm almost picturing. Is this a bit of a like loot, uh, looter shooter? Not a shooter. I was thinking more like a Diablo style. Um, yep. Clicker, sort of loot clicker or whatever you want to. I don't know what it's called. I, I, dungeon I, I crawler. Like, sort I of like thing. the idea of it being a a dungeon crawler. I would much rather it be like a, a third person adventure. Yeah, sort okay. of thing, I mean, rather than just too, being a yeah, yeah like a click down click here. Clicking. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. Um, yeah, a third person kind of. Yeah, dungeon crawler-ish sort of thing. So you're making use of these powers and you've got all these different... You can load out yourself with more magic stuff or more tech stuff. But I think you do have these, like, in-between bits which are more... Uh, Taking your kid to the... To the yeah, um, like it's to the more Renaissance of, Fair. It's and- more of the regular, the everyday sort of stuff. Maybe, maybe this is a world where... <laughs> Like, your job is some sort of border, like, border control because at the edges of this city there's a mass of, like, both mystic, like, magical and alien creatures or something. Like, or just whatever, you know, at different days of the week you'll get aliens coming, you'll get a fucking horde of, uh, you know, centaur or something, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, like, whoever the bad guys are. So you've got these times of... Yeah, like you've got these battles, you've got these um, sessions that you go through of using these powers to just fucking loot, shoot stuff. Yep. And then you go back home for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just your day job. It, yeah. <laughs> your day job is literally dungeon clearer or something like that. It's yeah, like- essentially. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because oh, we, they want to turn- another, we, we unearthed another dungeon they from, turn from back in the old days. days. They want to turn them into into you know Airbnbs, um, so you have to clear them out. I think we had a game, like that. Um, yeah. but that was actually that was actually um, medieval or whatever fancy. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, there's something really cool about that. <laughs> I I want to play it. Someone please make it. I, I like the idea of turning of having like modern versions of the fashion and stuff, like a wizard's hat and like armor and shit. Um, <laughs> a wizard cat uh, cap that is has got like a, a it's got a know, brim. Just, it's the same, a, but it's just got a brim like a baseball cap. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a snapback. <laughs> it's a what? It's a snapback. Oh, like that? Yeah. <laughs> and you can wear it backwards. <laughs> it's still got that fucking peaked. Still got the peak. The peak the, on top. That's really awesome. That's really funny. Uh. <laughs> I just, I really want to see someone's like drawing or version of the wizard hat, but instead of the brim all the way around, it's just got the baseball cap brim. That's, yeah, that's fucking funny. All right. (laughs) Now, does it have stars and all those sort of things from like a cheap wizard sort of thing, or is it like just a floppy, a floppy? Well, I mean, it's a loot shooter, so it depends on, you know, you get different versions of it, you get Mm. different, you get. Pointier versions, floppier versions, different colors, different patterns, whatever you like. Three, two, one, click.
deserved colonel. Colonel with a C or a K? K E R N E L. And my words are <laughs> fiscal factory. Okay, so is this a popcorn factory? Yes, but it's a wacky popcorn factory where you have to do things like install chattering teeth to take the corn off the cob <laughs> as part of your production line. As, as part of, like, making, making you know, this um, gourmet popcorn, yep. um, you got to choose different wacky flavors like you know this one's got fairy floss and this one's or is the corn is the corn just one aspect of the, is this a whole like because i i do like the idea of a factory game but with these ridiculous weird like almost incredible machine like ideas for for each component in the factory <laughs> it's circus satisfactory um, circus satis- yeah <laughs> Yes. Set as circus free. <laughs> Something like that. Circus factory. <laughs> circus factory. <laughs> but that's already... Set as factory is already a pun. Like, now you're sort of... Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I like... I like the idea of... Because, like, the, the beauty of satisfactory is... You've got your conveyors. You've got your different methods of getting things around. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of having some wackier ways of doing that. So you've got like clown cars. You got- you've got like catapults <laughs> that like launch it across. <laughs> you know, you've got tubes that can't go in a straight line. It's always like a wacky like like up in a spiral going up, sending it over here. So all your little corn kernels are like getting sucked through it or something. Yep. Um, you, you've got the peanut mine that you. You know, you, you're digging all the peanuts out and you've got to yep. separate it from the dirt. and Yeah, yeah. And then you have to send your raw peanuts through, you know, to get the th- shells think, cracked I've, off by I'm giant rubber the, mallets. That the, um, that the peanuts are the ones that are getting catapulted because that's how you kind of separate it from the dirt because peanuts fly they off fly further further the dirt. They fly further, the dirt falls. <laughs> yeah, I like that as a separate. That's a, a double... It's a, like a double whammy. It's it's transporting it and processing it at the same time. But it's like how much, how many, um, how many peanuts are you going to lose at a time? And are you are you firing it over the uh, one anaphylactic um, <laughs> elephant clown? Or <laughs> yeah, I like. <laughs> so okay, so you're thinking circus because so is this all circus foods? Circus foods, um, all candies. Yeah, like, so you've got your fairy floss, you've got your popcorn, you've got your peanuts, you've got your, like, fried dough Oh yeah, kind of deals. You, I mean, you've got those spiral potatoes. You, you've got, you know... Oh, my God, yes. I love the idea then of you've got, like, your clown with his giant hands who's, like, digging up the potato fields... <laughs> Throwing them into a backpack, throws them into the machine that just like slices them and stretches them out in one yeah. long go. It's the slinky icer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> and and but then you have to send it through like the fryer and the like seasoning thing or whatever. You've got all these different. Uh, just like in satisfactory, you have to process it in different ways. Yeah, I like the idea that there's like different circuses in this world that 
Right. So, yeah, what's the final... Well, whether it's actually circuses here, whether there's like and satisfactory, there's a there's a massive circus um, right. in orbit. Well, maybe. Well, maybe you just have like there's a big car, like a big circus, a train or something. Like you know how the train, the circuses always used to go on. You know they'd have their big trains with yeah. all their things. The train comes by every whatever and will and collects the- and collects your stuff. Um, and so that's what you're sort of aiming for. So I guess the thing here is what Satisfactory does really well is it builds up upon itself and these yes. factory games do that. Can we do that here? Yeah, well the salt that you're first that you're first picking like there's a couple of different ways that you can get salt. At the start you're only going through a salt line. Yeah. And then later on you can, you know, take some of the ocean water and you can Desalinate think, the water to get more salt. I think you're being and- too logical. I think what you need to start doing is assaulting people. Assaulting people and that As that you assault you people, more- all the salt comes out. Yeah. So, you've got salt squads that yep. they, they go off and assault people to get salt. Yeah. And then they- like they give them something afterwards. Maybe they give them a spiral potato. Like maybe so, they give them some of the food. Peanuts at the start are like one of, one of your-, your early foods, yep. but later on you need it to combine it with sugar and a little bit of salt to make some peanut brittle. And then, yep. like, you take that peanut brittle and you put that on the ice cream later on, and then, you know, sort of, right, sort of like... You, yeah. Well, and then I think you can also you can use the peanut brittle then as... as caltrops, because it's really, really... <laughs> yes. Or as some sort of <laughs> ingredient, like, tool, essentially, some sort of intermediate uh processing step on, t- on the way <laughs> it's sharp you, you combine can stab it with something else it. <laughs> it's a weapon that breaks down <laughs> is this like from the is this from the the opposing circuses that come and try to attack your factory yeah, yeah. so you have to build weapons you have to uh you know arm your roving bands of clowns mm-hmm uh, who are patrolling your borders? Well, actually, no. That's uh, that's kind of good because uh, because that does give a good alternate use for a lot of this stuff. It's like, okay, do I sell off the all the peanut brittle to like the main tr- circus train or whatever, or do I have a side business going where I can get a little bit of extra money? But well, or I was more thinking, or do I like send it send it through the the smasher and turn it into the caltrops, which I because I need to defend better. It's going to slow down the attackers. Yeah, uh, but I, I like the idea that you know sugar that you get you, you start getting at the at the start, and you get that from um, well. When you think of sugar and spice and all things nice, that little girl crusher is like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! You're just getting a supply of children from the circuses, crushing up the girls for sugar and spice, tearing apart the boys for slugs and snails and puppy dog tails. Yep, uh, which are useful for other things. Or you can extract it in a in a not so, um, in not so violent way. But they're not quite the same. They're they not ca- quite the they same. Ca- they kind of look like those 
you like kids re- from like Village of the Damned sort of thing where they're, <laughs> I was thinking they're it was all like, blonde haired now. <laughs> I was thinking it was like the end of Willy Wonka where they've like stretched out Mike TV and he's like really like but they've just done that to all these boys to get all <laughs> to ring out the to ring all the slugs and snails and puppy dog tails out of them. I mean the the slime from the slugs and snails will definitely be be useful. Oh yeah, you know uh, to to sort of bind some of your ingredients. Yeah, I, I think the reason why you're getting it is because this is it's like the glue for you know mm. um, putting some of the machines together. Even yeah, it's that- actually a it's a base sort of resource that you need. The puppy dog tails they're just a byproduct. They're a byproduct, and and. At first, you can you end can, game down the line when you're building like robotic sentries, and and you realize that you've just been putting the puppy dog's tails into like a ditch, and then when you go over the, go over the um over the mountain, you see how big this like <laughs> this ditch this of pile puppy of tails. puppy dog tails are now. I do like the idea of this being. I feel like we did something about this recently, but uh, instead of satisfactory where you're like putting things into nice, clean storage containers, it's just piles that will just oh, yeah, get larger. Hundred percent piles. It's it's not. And so even like when you're catapulting the peanuts and the dirt across, like the peanuts, you catch the peanuts because you know where they're going to land. But in between is just piles of dirt building up that you then also have to do something with. Yes. Um, and you you can come and have your little bulldozers. Otherwise, you could get earth elementals, and you you just don't yeah, want to have to deal with those. That's it. You can't let the earth elementals you know grow from that pure soil. Yeah, I mean we we did do a game recently, and we keep on going back to the satisfactory well. Um, of course, I mean it's it's a classic formula that can be has so much potential in different. And genres. they just haven't reached all that potential yet, have they? <laughs> we, yeah, we've get just, on it. We've come, come on. up with other things, you know. Well, I think a big thing that we tend to add to Satisfactory is the defense-style stuff, which I know Factorio had yeah. to a degree. I haven't played a lot of Factorio. But Satisfactory has definitely stayed away from that. And that's fine. That's a perfectly valid choice. But it definitely adds a and, different and also, And also element, in like Satisfactory, element. it's like everything is unlimited. Yes. So once you yes. once you start digging yes. up something, there's no like limit to it, which yes. is actually a good thing for for when you just want to automate something. You don't want to have to go back and go, oh god, I've got to go back no. and do this again with the, with my first factory. But then again, you can't do what you can do in Factorio, which is you take a blueprint and you go, yep, now I'm going to exactly. rebuild that. I whole think thing. that's the big difference. Uh, you you need that blueprint system if if one you've got. Uh, limits on your resources, and two, when we might have this in this game, is if they can be destroyed. And and the challenge there is like, do you just lose all the resources that you put into that, mm-hmm. or do you get some of them back or whatever? But um, maybe you only get the resources back if you kill the thing that destroyed it because they just like come and devour it or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's. Click again for our last one. Yeah, I think this is probably the last one of the night. Applicable stroke. Glossy flood. Okay. <laughs> so, I saw stroke and the first thing I uh, thought about was golf. Mainly because there's a set of golf clubs right, right there. I did, I did think, I did think golf as well, particularly with flood, because then it was more going more to like a landscape sort of situation. Um, I'm not sure where glossy comes in. So I kind of think of the game Golf Story, 
Mm. And then I think about an RPG yep. in VR. Okay. In in where you are, you're a tour professional, mm-hmm. but your weapon of choice then, because you're a spy on on, on the side sort of thing. <laughs> spy um, on the side. And every mission that you do is, is based around spy golf. Spy with a side of fries. Like, I, I'm literally thinking of, you go through like a, a, a mission and you're not only taking out people as you're going through the mission, but you're also playing golf. Yes. So, like, so you, you intentionally hit the ball into a sand trap so that you can assassinate your opponent yeah. while you're there without raising suspicion. You putt into into the elevator so you can go up. <laughs> you so it's not just happening on an actual golf course. No, you're I'm, ta- to- I'm talking about <laughs> everywhere you go, you have to golf there first. <laughs> okay, that's a bit wackier than I than I was thinking. Uh, All uh, right, this, this is this is totally totally like out of left field. But so so is golf story. Like yeah, you know the, the <laughs> idea. That Are you world, the only person who has to golf around, or is everyone having to golf around? I do kind of like the idea that... Or is like, there just a subset of people who golf around? Like, so it's not entirely unusual. Like, when someone sees you come into their third floor office out of the elevator, and you have to, like, chip the ball as close to their office door as possible... <laughs> Without them noticing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're trying to assassinate them, yeah. <laughs> you have to, like, get it into a fish tank or something. Well, the, um, I- the idea is that, you know, there's there's a certain location that you've got to get it close to. But you, you know, you can't hit this person with the... With the ball, yeah. With this particular ball. You can oh, replace yeah, you the ball and... You, you have know, to you- use different balls for different situations. Oh, so if you're trying to be sneaky, do you have to use like a wiffle ball or something that's not going to go as far because it, it doesn't have that weight behind it? But also... But isn't it's gonna silent. Be- yes. Well, a, a little bit more silent than... Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just. I don't think you need to explain it. I think no, no, no. I think it's just kind of like you've got these sprawling levels, Hitman esque. But the first one's on a golf course. First one's the on first a golf one course. is you playing golf. Yes, and then you finish your golf game, and you, the player's expecting it to switch to some different mode, but like. Now it cuts to like the parking lot, and you've still got the exact same golf <laughs> it, it controls. Cu- it, cu- it cuts to you're on you're on a um you're on a top of a building. You're using little telescope viewing, you know where someone is, and so you just go <laughs> and just take them out from a distance. Um, well, I was more thinking that like to introduce the golf everywhere situation. It's literally. Oh, you just have to golf your way off the golf course and to <laughs> your car. And I mean, I guess, do you drive? I think you can drive, but the second that you get out, you put down a green and you put, you <laughs> drop your ball, you take a drop, and then you. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it, though. I love it. I. I want the entire game to have some of your like classic 
golf UI of your swing meter, your I mean, what, if you, if what you club want to, you've got selected. If you want to hide behind that upturned table, you've got to get that chip perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And chip it behind there because where it lands, you can't move that far away from the ball. Like... What's the penalty? What are the penalties? Like, what are the penalties for moving too far away from the ball? Or is this? Or is it literally just like we don't explain it? This is the gameplay, and it's not explained in world. It's just like I, a golf I, game. You're I always think at there your ball. Are penalty strokes, and the whole idea is there is a par. For every- it's a par for the whole game. No, no, not for the whole... Well, yes. There was there's a, there's overall, a, there's but There's a par yes. for, for each game, but each mission also has a par. Right. Like, you're only allowed 500 strokes for this, for this mission. <laughs> oh, my God, this is the best. A Hitman game, essentially, where your entire method of doing anything is via golf strokes. Yes. And you've got a par, you've got different... Clubs, obviously, you've got different balls, though. So, can you have like? <laughs> Do you? You can, okay, the you thing, can take the a, You the... can take a penalty stroke if you use the smoke bomb. I was going to say, like, I was going to think like a poison gas ball yeah, or a smoke ball or something. You're going to take a stroke, but you're going to have to also take a drop. So, you're going to not only take a single stroke for hitting it hit there, it. but you've then got to take another penalty uh, to, because you obviously to drop don't want to go to where it. Ends up, yes, yes. yeah. That's and then that area effectively becomes out of bounds until the smoke clears. Until the yeah. smoke, until the smoke clears. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just there's something about like effectively you're teleporting. Yeah. Because it's in VR, as I said. Oh right, I forgot about the VR yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, effectively, you you hit with it with a golf. Oh my god, that makes it so much harder. Because I was thinking if it's not in VR that you'd at least have your, like, shot indicators and stuff of where the ball's going to end up. So, maybe that's an optional <laughs> I think mode. the VR mode makes it impossible. Because <laughs> I feel like you've got to have at least a bit of control of, like, here's exactly where I'm aiming for. And then, obviously, you've got the usual kind of shot meter where, however accurately you do it on a timing thing is how... Like you might you might veer to the left or whatever and not get exactly where you want to get. You might slice it. Yep. Uh, so I kind of like the idea that after you take a after you take a, a stroke, you have X amount of time before you have to essentially teleport to that. Get, get to the like, get to the next place. So um, you do have a little bit of leeway, but you almost got like a shot clock sort of going down. I was almost picturing that the, then that the game would take over. Like you hit that ball there and then we've got some nice procedural animation where your character will just go to that ball like (laughs) sneaking down and running through it might be sneaking it'll be contextual so it might be sneaking it might like jump over a table if you've hit it over the table whatever and duck down on the other side Uh, but it will procedurally path to that okay so we've talked about the missions yeah in between the mission when you go back to HQ and <laughs> you drop the ball, yeah. and then you you whack it, and and you know you happen to happen to hit it in inside, you know the um the main area, and then you got to hit it over near the security desk, and you got to swipe your card, and then you put <laughs> <laughs> it in, it into the elevator, and just head into the elevator, and then you you you're going into into your boss's office, and yep. you you got to sort of you know chip the ball so that you can you land can be, on the seat. Yeah, around the seat. Around the seat. Close so enough you can, to the seat. you can be in the meeting. You've got and like then, a meter square. And they say, like a okay. meter radius around the ball or something that you... Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you basically, basically, um, I think you're the only one in that in that room that seems to be doing golf. But but they but they're just like, well, because you're a special golf agent. You're, you're, you're <laughs> that secret golf agent. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just who you are. That's why you're so good at what you do. It's not questioned it's a in the game. game. That you start, it's a game that you started many years ago. And I, I like the idea that, you know, maybe halfway through the game, you see that, you know, something tragic happened when you didn't play golf that one day. So that. Um, no, I don't think we explain it. I think it's too much. I think it's just this is who you are. This is how you. So get when, you, when you go down to the queue like person. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. They give you a, a new set of golf clubs in which. You know, these are special golf clubs in which you've got a flamethrower attached to this one and you can sort of take some other people out. But here's, here's your special... I don't think it's got a flamethrower attached to it. I think it sets the ball on fire when you hit it. <laughs> I don't know, but I absolutely love this game. And I, There's so much I stuff I want to play it. Like, There's so much stuff crazy. there. Uh, I think the villain then... Mm. What what's the what is the antithesis of golf? Well, I was sort of thinking maybe they're like a baseball player, so they can hit the ball back. Oh, yeah! Yes. You're essentially pitching the ball to them. <laughs> hit it back in the sweet spot. Bang! Home yeah. run. So you're and so basically the like final battle is you having to strike out the villain with your golf shots. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not trying to hit them, you're just trying to get it over what essentially or is the plate. You and make them walk. Or you just you just yeah, make them walk. They take they they don't take any swings, they just walk. Uh what does that do well, for the gameplay? Well, I, I think, you know Or is that humiliating you, to them you, or something? You can basically you can set up in this in this um massive warehouse where you can see the baseball diamond and you you kind of knew that it was coming basically you can set a trap up on like say first base and you got to <laughs> either either sorry if the villains using the same rules as you can they only move if they hit something <laughs> nobody catches it and they have to move in a diamond pattern <laughs> <laughs> And also, how do they even get anywhere unless they only ever stop before they reach home? They never want turns, to get a home it turns run because they just end up where they started. Their minion actually has a um, has a golf cart that they can sort of just pick them up in and take them around. <laughs> well, they just where uh, yeah, <laughs> they just only ever go. They to go the furthest that they want that they can. They only ever get to second base. Uh, I fucking love that. That is. Hilarious. Yeah. That is one of the best games that we've ever come up with, and no one will ever make it, and it makes me sad. Uh, when we eventually quit our jobs to make a game studio together. <laughs> I don't know. We've never, we've literally never discussed that. Um, I just sprang it on Trevor right now. Uh, that's um, the first game. Let's just say that I've thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't have the money, and you know, we'd have to save up a lot of money and then yes. you know, sell our first game. So it's almost like we build our games first, we sell one, we get lots of money for it, and then we can live I off- mean, that's the dream. But also, neither of us have the time to do that. What we it's need to the- do is win the lottery. 
oh, both okay. of us together. Yeah. And then have all the money to start our own game studio. To start our own game studio. Would it just be like Bitstorm Studios? Yeah. Can handle that. Yeah. Have to hire some good artists and writers and programmers. That's, that's, that's <laughs> sounding like a lot of money right now. <laughs> we just need to get really good at it. Oh, that's all. Yes. Oh. Gotcha. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Why Why don't we always get better at things? Why can't you just go, just get I want to get better at things? Just get what good. are we even doing? Just I mean, get good at things. I wanted to learn about coding, so I learned about coding. Why can't I, you know, learn about 3D art? You can, Trevor. You can. It's all within your grasp. Too much. I don't want to. Okay. All right. I think we'll end it there. Uh, thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm. If you want to find us online and all of our previous episodes, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. It's all there. Go have a listen. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. And finally, we'd like to thank Kurtus for allowing us the use of the song Mount Defines off the album Containment Failure. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on BitStorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And hey, Ben. Hmm. For... <laughs>